The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's a Friday in Lent, and you know what that means. It's a day to set meat aside. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, March 4th, 2022, the Friday after Ash Wednesday. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the commemoration of St. Casimir. Born in 1558 of kings and in line to be a king himself, as a teenager, Casimir lived a highly disciplined, even severe life. Now, when nobles in Hungary became dissatisfied with their king, they asked Casimir's father, the king of Poland, to send his son to take over the country. The army he was supposed to lead was clearly outnumbered by the enemy. Some of his troops were deserting because they weren't paid. At the advice of his officers, Casimir decided to return home. His father was not happy and confined his 15-year-old son for three months. Casimir returned to prayer and study, maintaining his decision to remain celibate, even under pressure to marry the emperor's daughter. Casimir reigned briefly as king of Poland during his father's absence. He died of lung trouble at the age of 25 while visiting Lithuania. St. Casimir died in 1483. St. Casimir, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for Christians facing new bioethical challenges. May they continue to defend the dignity of all human life with prayer and action. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me, I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. We hear in our Gospel passage, as we're beginning our Lenten season, how the disciples of John the Baptist uh, approach Jesus and they, they want to ask him, um, what's going on with the practice of fasting? Because John's disciples would, would fast a lot. And the Pharisees too, the disciples of the Pharisees, um, they, they fast a lot. They're always fasting. Um, but Jesus' disciples seem to not be fasting. And, and so they want to know what's up with that. If, if fasting is meant to be something that we do and something that holy people are supposed to do, then how come Jesus' disciples are are not fasting? And our Lord gives a good an answer about the the wedding guests, right? That they don't they don't mourn when the when the bridegroom is with them, um, but when the bridegroom is taken away, and there's a certain time to fast, and then the disciples of Jesus do fast. That there's the time for it. 
And as we are beginning our Lenten journey, uh, we can reflect that now is the time to fast. It's We could put make all kinds of excuses during the year. Um, and Jesus could have said, well, no, we don't, we don't fast. That's, that's not a thing we do, right? That's what other people did. But my disciple, we're never going to fast. Fasting is not part of the Christian life. But no, he said, there will come a time. And when that time is here, then even his disciples will fast. And so Jesus, as we, as we enter into this time of Lent, as we're in these early days of Lent, uh, we need to recognize that, that this is the time that you were talking about. This is the time for us to fast. This is the time. And we need to be fasting in Lent. Lent is the, the time when we focus more intently on these three practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And so this is the time when we really enter into the practice of fasting, of giving stuff up. And there's a certain enthusiasm that should come with the beginning of Lent. That if we're doing this, and everyone is doing this, and so we need to take that motivation and we need to run with it. That if this is the time to actually fast, um, then the enthusiasm that goes along with that could be a, a motivation. Jesus, it can be so easy during the, during the regular year, during ordinary time or during other seasons, to make excuses for, for why we don't fast. Uh, I, I love making excuses. And you could get some really, really creative ones. Like every little feast day that comes up, like, oh, no, it's, it's a feast day. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give anything up today. I'm not going to live any um, disciplines today, right? It's the it's the feast of Saint Saint Casimir, right? Oh, it's the feast of Saint Isidore of Seville. It, it's the feast of some saint that I've never heard of. I I can't possibly fast today. This is we got to celebrate the saint I've never heard of. We use all kinds of excuses, Jesus, in our relationship with you. For, for our weakness, for our, for our you know, laziness at times, our, our lukewarmness, and that we could get so clever about it for reasons why uh, we just don't want to do the sometimes hard work of jumping into a type of asceticism. I remember when I was in seminary, I had, I had an alarm clock, it was probably the worst alarm clock in the whole world, because it had a four-minute snooze button. And when you're tired, you can always justify four more minutes, right? It's not, nine minutes is, okay, it's going to be a whole nine minutes. That's what most snooze buttons are. But this one, with just four minutes, it could be so easy to snooze for an hour or more in four-minute increments that don't give you any extra sleep. You don't get any more rest. But you could just make that excuse. It's not the time yet. Oh, just four minutes later, I'll get up. I'll get up just four minutes later. Uh, and then you just snooze the whole morning along. And that tepidity can happen with our interior life, where I'm going to do that real work of asceticism, those, those small areas where I need to deny myself. I can do it next time, right? It's a good practice to try to offer some small mortification in every meal, right? Just some small thing. It can be so easy to say, or the next meal, right? I'll, I'll do that next time. Next time I eat, 
I can I can offer just you know some small little thing during the meal, passing unnoticed. But I'll do it next time. This is this is lunch. I'm out with friends. I can't possibly offer a small little sacrifice during this meal. Uh, I'll I'll get it the next time. And there's always next time. And there's always tomorrow. Well, now we are in Lent. And the beginning of Lent is the time to say that it's today. Today, I'm going to fast. This is the time that you talked about when those disciples of John and the disciples of the Pharisees came to talk to you, Jesus, and ask you this question. This is the time for us to enter into fasting. So we should use this time. We should use the time and the enthusiasm that goes along with it to motivate us, to to spur us on to work. It could be similar to how it, let's say, the beginning of an academic year. At the beginning of an academic year, everyone can be very excited about, look at all these classes I have, right? I get to learn um, astrochemistry, right? I get to learn calculus. I get to learn basic principles of engineering. I get to learn um, theology, moral theology for the first time ever, dogmatics, trinity. I get to learn all these things in the enthusiasm. Sometimes you buy a lot of books that you don't read all year long, but you got to buy them at the beginning of the semester because it's it's the time. This is the time to do it, to enter into these classes with enthusiasm. And then oftentimes what happens is we lose that as time goes on. And then the real work has to begin. But the enthusiasm is meant to be there to help get us started. When a rocket ship takes off from the Earth, it needs that initial burst to get it out of the Earth's atmosphere. And so these early days of Lent for us can be like that rocket ship, the, all of the boosters and all of the thrust going into getting us out of the atmosphere that just keeps us bound down in lukewarmness sometimes. And so we need to use this, this time of what should be a little bit of enthusiasm, this first Friday of Lent, uh, to really pray well and to fast well, um, to allow our motivations to grow. Uh, and to lead us to good action. How we progress through Lent uh, is going to depend a lot on how we begin it. And so maybe uh, we, we didn't begin it with big resolutions. Maybe we decided that this Lent we're, we're going to take it easy. Uh, this Lent will go with just you know some, um, some things that really aren't going to be too challenging. And, and Jesus, we should ask you to give us the, the grace to, to live this Lent very well, to be generous in how we seek you, uh, to be generous in how we live this time of fasting. No more excuses. This is the time to really enter into your life. This is a, a privileged time. When we use Lent and we use it well, this can be a, a time that really puts our spiritual growth into overdrive and that we could almost measure these, these times of big growth in our spiritual life by each Lent and what happens one Lent to the next. And so, Jesus, this is the time that you, you saw when they asked you that question. You saw that your church this Lent in 2022 would be fasting, that your people would, um, in anticipation of your death and resurrection and to prepare for that and to do it in unity, with all those who are going to be received into the church, uh, that your disciples would fast. And so, Jesus, you pray for us. You're, you're a model for us, and you pray for us, and you help us along this Lent. We should ask our mother as well to accompany us 
this Lent to teach us uh, how to offer these small sacrifices. Mothers have to offer tremendous sacrifices for their children. And so, Mary, help us. Uh, help us to live Lent well and to take this time that has now arrived um, to fast uh, and to do it in ways that are small but heroic. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. On what is sometimes called Friday of Week Zero of Lent. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord's is the earth and and all its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He made it firm. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in His holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. He shall receive blessings from the Lord, and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him, seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. O gates, lift lift high your heads, grow grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the the King of glory. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Our fathers have told us of the Lord's power. They have recounted for us His marvelous deeds. Our Our fathers have told us of the Lord's power. They have recounted for us His marvelous deeds. Give heed, my people, to my teachings. Turn your ear to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. 
and reveal hidden lessons of the past. The things we have heard and understood, the things our fathers have told us, these we will not hide from their children, but will tell them to the next generation. The glories of the Lord and his might, the marvelous deeds he has done, the witness he gave to Jacob, the law he established in Israel. He gave a command to our fathers to make it known to their children that the next generation might know it, the children yet to be born. They too should arise and tell their sons that they too should set their hope in God and never forget God's deeds, but keep every one of his commands so that they might not be like their fathers, a defiant and rebellious race, a race whose heart was fickle, whose spirit was unfaithful to God. The sons of Ephraim, armed with a bow, turned back in the day of battle. They failed to keep God's covenant and would not walk according to his law. They forgot the things he had done, the marvelous deeds he had shown them. He did wonders in the sight of their fathers, in Egypt, in the plains of Zoan. He divided the sea and led them through and made the waters stand up like a wall. By day, he led them with a cloud, by night, with a light of fire. He split the rocks in the desert. He gave them plentiful drink as from the deep. He made streams flow out from the rock and made waters run down like rivers. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Our, Our fathers have told us of the Lord's power. They have recounted for us his marvelous deeds. The children of Israel ate the manna and drank from the spiritual rock which followed after them. The children of Israel ate the manna and drank from the spiritual rock which followed after them. Yet still they sinned against him. They defied the Most High in the desert. In their heart they put God to the test by demanding the food they craved. They even spoke against God. They said, is it possible for God to prepare a table in the desert? It was he who struck the rock. Water flowed and swept down in the torments. But can he also give us bread? Can he provide meat for his people? When he heard this, the Lord was angry. A fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel for having no faith in God, for refusing to trust in his help. Yet he commanded the clouds above and opened the gates of heaven. He rained down manna for their food and gave them bread from heaven. Mere men ate the bread of angels. He sent them an abundance of food. He made the east wind blow from heaven and roused the south wind by his might. He rained food on them like dust, winged fowl like the sands of the sea. He let it all fall in the midst of their camp and all around their tents. So they ate and had their fill, for he gave them all they craved. But before they had sated their craving... While the food was still in their mouths, God's anger rose against them. He slew the strongest among them, struck down the flower of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The children of Israel ate the manna and drank from the spiritual rock which followed after them. They remembered that God was their helper and redeemer. They remembered that God was their helper and redeemer. Despite this, they went on sinning. They had no faith in his wonders. So he ended their days like a breath, and their years in a sudden ruin. When he slew them, then they would seek him, return and seek him in earnest. They would remember that God was their rock, God the Most High, their Redeemer. But the words they spoke were mere flattery. They lied to him with their lips, for their hearts were not truly with him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he who is full of compassion forgave their sin and spared them. So often he held back his anger when he might have stirred up his rage. He remembered they were only men, a breath that passes never to return. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, it was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. Lord Jesus Christ, Shepherd of your Church, in order to strengthen our faith and to lead us to the kingdom, you renewed and far surpassed the marvels of the old law. Through the uncertainties of this earthly journey, lead us home to the everlasting pastures. They remembered that God was their helper and redeemer. Turn back to the Lord your God. He, he is, is kind, kind and, and merciful. merciful. A reading from the book of Exodus. A certain man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman who conceived and bore a son. Seeing that he was a goodly child, she hid him for three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took a papyrus basket, daubed it with bitumen and pitch, and putting the child in it, placed it among the reeds on the riverbank. His sister stationed herself at a distance to find out what would happen to him. Pharaoh's daughter came down to the river to bathe, while her maids walked along the river bank. Noticing the basket among the reeds, she sent her handmaid to fetch it. On opening it, she looked, and lo, there was a baby boy, crying. She was moved with pity for him and said, It is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call one of the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Yes. Do so, she answered. So the maiden went and called the child's own mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me, and I will repay you. The woman therefore took the child and nursed it. When the child grew, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son, and called him Moses. For she said, I drew him out of the water. On one occasion after Moses had grown up, when he visited his kinsmen and witnessed their forced labor, 
he saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his own kinsmen. Looking about and seeing no one, he slew the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. The next day he went out again, and now two Hebrews were fighting. So he asked the culprit, Why are you striking your fellow Hebrew? But he replied, Who has appointed you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses became afraid and thought, This affair must certainly be known. Pharaoh, too, heard of the affair and sought to put him to death. But Moses fled from him and stayed in the land of Midian. As he was seated there by a well, seven daughters of a priest of Midian came to draw water and fill the troughs to water their father's flock. But some shepherds came and drove them away. Then Moses got up and defended them and watered their flock. When they returned to their father rule, he said to them, How is it that you have returned so soon today? They answered, An Egyptian saved us from the interference of the shepherds. He even drew water for us and watered the flock. Where is the man? he asked his daughters. Why did you leave him there? Invite him to have something to eat. Moses agreed to live with him, and the man gave him his daughter Zipporah in marriage. She bore him a son, whom he named Gershom, for he said, I am a stranger in a foreign land. The other son she bore was called Eliezer, for he said, My father's God is my helper. He has rescued me from Pharaoh's sword. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. When he grew up, Moses, guided by faith, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer with the people of God rather than have the fleeting pleasures of sin. He He fixed his gaze on the reward God had promised. To bear the stigma of Christ was worth more to him than all the treasures of Egypt. With faith as his guide, he left Egypt behind. He He fixed his gaze on the reward God had promised. From a homily by St. John Chrysostom, Bishop. Prayer and converse with God is a supreme good. It is a partnership and union with God. As the eyes of the body are enlightened when they see light, so our spirit, when it is intent on God, is illuminated by his infinite light. I do not mean the prayer of outward observance, but the prayer from the heart, not confined to fixed times or periods, but continuous throughout the day and night. Our spirit should be quick to reach out toward God, not only when engaged in meditation, at other times also, when it is carrying out its duties, caring for the needy, performing works of charity, giving generously in the service of others. Our spirit should long for God and call him to mind so that these works may be seasoned with the salt of God's love and so make a palatable offering to the Lord of the universe." Throughout the whole of our lives, we may enjoy the benefit that comes from prayer if we devote a great deal of time to it. Prayer is the light of the Spirit, true knowledge of God, mediating between God and man. The Spirit, raised up to heaven by prayer, clings to God with the utmost tenderness. Like a child crying tearfully for its mother, it craves the milk that God provides. It seeks the satisfaction of its own desires and receives gifts outweighing the whole world of nature. 
Prayer stands before God as an honored ambassador. It gives joy to the spirit, peace to the heart. I speak of prayer, not words. It is the longing for God, love too deep for words, a gift not given by man, but by God's grace. The Apostle Paul says, We do not know how we are to pray, but the Spirit himself pleads for us with inexpressible longings. When the Lord gives this kind of prayer to a man, he gives him riches that cannot be taken away, heavenly food that satisfies the Spirit. One who tastes this food is set on fire with an eternal longing for the Lord. His spirit burns as in a fire of the utmost intensity. Practice prayer from the beginning. Paint your house with the colors of modesty and humility. Make it radiant with the light of justice. Decorate it with the finest gold leaf of good deeds. Adorn it with the walls and stones of faith and generosity. Crown it with a pinnacle of prayer. In this way, you will make it a perfect dwelling place for the Lord. You will be able to receive Him as in a splendid palace, and through His grace, you will already possess Him, His image enthroned in the temple of your spirit. Will you forget us forever? Will you leave us abandoned day after day? Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will come to you. Save us, Lord, or we shall perish. Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will come to you. Let us pray. Show gracious favor, O Lord, we pray, to the works of penance we have begun that we may have strength to accomplish with sincerity the bodily observances we undertake. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour on Friday, March 4th, 2022. Today's gospel is coming right up. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Friday after Ash Wednesday, March 4th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the disciples of John have a question for the Lord from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Then the disciples of John came to him. Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, when the Lord began his public ministry, he knew that we had a lot of work to do. So his first message was, do penance. But it's really not something that we should fear. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Easter Tide. 
penance, Jesus says at the beginning of his public life, just as John the Baptist had already preached, and as later the apostles were to do at the beginning of the church. We need penance for our life as Christians in order to make reparation for so many sins of our own and of others. We would be unable to come to know Jesus Christ without yet having attained a true spirit of penance and conversion. We would still be dominated by sin. We must not avoid it out of fear or because we are skeptical about its usefulness or because we lack supernatural outlook. You are afraid of penance? A penance which will help you to obtain life everlasting? And yet, in order to preserve this poor present life, don't you see how men will submit to all the cruel torture of a surgical operation? Avoiding penance would mean, at the same time, avoiding holiness. And perhaps because of the consequences of this, rejecting salvation itself. Our desire to identify ourselves with Christ will lead us to accept his invitation to suffer with him. Lent prepares us to contemplate the events of the passion and death of Jesus, particularly on the Fridays of Lent, which remind us in a special way of that first Good Friday when Christ consummated the redemption. We can meditate on the events of that day which have been gathered together for us in the traditional devotion of the Way of the Cross. That is why St. Jose Maria advises the Way of the Cross. Here indeed you have a sturdy and fruitful devotion. Spend a few moments each Friday going over those 14 points of our Lord's passion and death. I assure you that you will gain strength for the whole of the week. In this devotion, we will contemplate the most sacred humanity of Christ, who reveals himself to us suffering in his flesh as a man, but without losing the majesty of God. As we accompany Jesus along his Via Dolorosa, we will be able to relive those central moments of the redemption of the world and contemplate Jesus as he is condemned to death and the cross is laid upon him. We will see him set out on a path that we must follow. Each time Jesus sinks to the ground under the weight of the cross, we should be filled with horror because it is our sins and the sins of all men that weigh God down then desires of conversion will spring to our heart. The exhausted body of Jesus staggers now beneath the huge cross. His most loving heart can barely summon up another breath of life for his flagging muscles, for his poor wounded limbs. You and I can say nothing. Now we know why the cross of Jesus weighs so much. We weep over our wretched failings and also for the terrible ingratitude of the human heart. From the depths of our soul there comes an act of real contrition that lifts us up from the prostration of sin. Jesus has fallen that we might get up once and for all. Our contemplation of these sufferings of Jesus and the voluntary mortifications we undertake in an endeavor to unite ourselves to Christ's eagerness to redeem will also increase our apostolic spirit during this Lent. He gave his life in order to bring men close to God. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. 14 minutes before the hour, we join the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. 
God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me steadfast spirit. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done that you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness, show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now. now. and And will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Let all men speak of the Lord's majesty, and sing his praises in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, holy city, 
He scourged you for the work of your hands, but will again pity the children of the righteous. Praise the Lord for his goodness, and bless the King of the ages, so that his tent may be rebuilt in you with joy. May he gladden within you all who were captives, all who were ravaged may he cherish within you for all generations to come. A bright light will shine to all parts of the earth. Many nations shall come to you from afar, and the inhabitants of all the limits of the earth, drawn to you by the name of the Lord God, bearing in their hands their gifts for the King of heaven. Every generation shall give joyful praise in you, and shall call you the Chosen One through all ages forever. Go, then, rejoice over the children of the righteous, who shall all be gathered together and shall bless the Lord of the ages. Happy are those who love you, and happy those who rejoice in your prosperity. Happy are all the men who shall grieve over you, over all your chastisements, for they shall rejoice in you as they behold all your joy forever. My spirit blesses the Lord, the great King. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Through his suffering... My servants shall justify many, and their guilt he shall bear. Therefore, I will give him his portion among the great, and he shall divide the spoils with the mighty, because he surrendered himself to death 
and was counted among the wicked. And he shall take away the sins of many and win pardon for their offenses. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. From those who would trap me with lying words. And from the hunter's snare. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. When you meet those who are in need of clothing, do not turn away from them, for they are your brothers. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your good deeds shall go before you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. When you meet those who are in need of clothing, do not turn away from them, for they are your brothers. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your good deeds shall go before you. Let us pray to Christ our Savior, who redeemed us by his death and resurrection. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy on on us. You went up to Jerusalem to suffer, and so entered into your glory. Bring your church to the Passover feast of heaven. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy on us. You were lifted high on the cross and pierced by the soldier's lance. Heal our wounds. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy on us. You made the cross the tree of life. Give its fruit to those reborn in baptism. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy on us. On the cross you forgave the repentant thief. Forgive us our sins. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy on us. To these intercessions, we pause to add the prayers of our own hearts. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy on on us. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from evil. Show gracious favor, O Lord, we pray, to the works of penance we have begun, that we may have strength to accomplish with sincerity the bodily observances we undertake. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. As I always say, if you don't eat meat anyway, think of something else to give up today. Morning air next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out and make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.